ideas, stories, characters, scripts. Please make this. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Please Make This. My name's Laura Petro. I'm one of your hosts. And my name's Howard Thompson, and I'm one of your hosts. And this is the podcast where each and uh, every other week, I should say, we sit down with a guest writer, come <laughs> up with an idea for a movie, write scenes from that movie, and then bring it to life with friends that are actors of ours. Um, but uh, we, as always, we have a guest joining us. Uh, introduce yourself now, guest. Oh, yes, hello. My name is Lauren Kapinski, and I am the... Guest. Woo! 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 Welcome, Lauren. It's nice to have you on. Thanks. Yeah. Great to be here. Uh, what, what's been up? The uh, thriving and striving, striving and thriving. I recently <laughs> became the uh, adopted owner of a Nintendo Switch. Oh! So in the last nice. two days, I am just like, what are the games? Tell me the things. You gotta play are Stardew you, Valley are, if you're not. I was like, I knew if I gotta, start that, I'm gonna uh, go down a, huge a rabbit time hole. Suck. It's amazing. Ninety though. hours will You'd be love gone. It. Yeah. Uh, already loving talking games. <laughs> are you like, a, were you a gamer before? Um, I mean, when I was a kid, I would play. I was always with a Game Boy. Never with a friend yeah. always with a game boy mm-hmm. um mm. i had a ps1 and a ps3 and then um so i've never been a nintendo person this is really my Ooh. first nintendo console so it's all new yeah there's mario there's luigi there's donkey kong i'm yeah. used to you're Spyro. making so many new friends <laughs> i'm making so many friends <laughs> that's so funny With all these friends i'm making yeah, um, so that's been a fun uh, new experience. A for journey. Me. Yeah. It's been yeah. a journey. Yeah. Which, if you haven't played Journey, definitely play I Journey. Played journey. I don't even think I've heard of it. It is gorgeous. Ooh. I'm not. Ga- I can't tell you anything about it because it. it's just to be beheld. I love to go in blind to games, though. That's I've yeah. done that so many times where I'm like, I'll just buy this one, and then I'm like, this was the best. Why? Why didn't I do this? This looks sooner? cool. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What's is there anything in here? You know what? I really want to talk more about games, but before that, I think we might need the word generator. The word generator. I'm looking for yes. my phone to get the word generator. <laughs> yes, out. You're, you're our official word uh, I mean, generator there's op- sound operator. Effect for this? The, the word wheel. <laughs> there isn't yet, there but one day. <laughs> well, Laura is going to build a IRL word generator. I want to get like a, a actual physical <laughs> wheel that we can spin that just has like words from the word generator on it and we replace oh. them as they get used. I do like that That's idea fun, a lot. Okay, right? Yeah. I think that would be fun. Fill in your own word in that square. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, are we ready for the word, everybody? We're ready. The word, Always. The word is crusade. Oh my God. Ooh, if that is great not fitting with video yeah. game culture. Yeah. Crusade. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Crusade. Cool. Uh, cool. It's, uh, <laughs> It's like the there's a video game called Crusaders that's about like you uh, do your entire like empire and you can like have affairs with different countries and overthrow them and like just like plot to murder people. I've never played it, but I've watched my friend give my other uh, friend an intro. Yes, to Crusader Kings. I know yeah. that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so we could go like a sort of medieval game. Right? Ooh, yeah. But I guess with it, so before we pick what the game's going to be, which we're tacitly going to pick, Crusader is a vibe. Yeah. What what what's what's the movie about? Yeah. Yeah, I guess is the movie about uh, somebody who is really into video games, or mm-hmm. is this kind of a movie inspired by an essence of a video game storyline? Or is it like <laughs> like of a video game, a video game a where place. they play it, like Jumanji was yeah. a video game and they yeah. put it in, and then they're in the video game. 
Yeah. Mm. There was a couple different directions we could go. Mm-hmm. There are, and I like them all. We just had to pick one. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I do I do kind of like, oh, no. Well, it's so hard to do it because there's that fucking Ryan Reynolds movie about the video oh, game character. Oh, Free Guy? Because it'd be really fun to be like one about, like, yeah, a, a Skyrim NPC suddenly. It's yeah. like self-aware. Is that good? Did what? that come out, that movie? Uh, it depends on your uh, how you feel about Ryan Reynolds, to be quite honest. Mm, it's, yeah. yeah. Is yeah. there is there something like... I, um... There was one aspect of it that I absolutely hated, and the rest of it, I was it was okay for me. So What'd you hate? Uh, so I, 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 feel, I feel bad because this is a, a, a popular figure, but uh, uh, I thought it was the worst performance by Taito Watiki I have ever oh! seen. It was oh. awful. Oh, every sc- second he was on the screen, I was annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> it was horrible. It was like all of his worst impulses as a comic actor. That's ugh, really funny. Ugh, it was awful. That's <laughs> so, kind of shocking to me. I can't say that. I've I was shocked too. Something was, bad. I can't yeah. the worst part of this movie is this guy that I like and everything damn else. It. Damn. Yep. That's a bummer. I know. So, yeah. sorry, fans of Waititi. He's normally great. I don't know what's, yeah. I don't know what's happening. Take away Titi's on a crusade to save his acting career from that movie. <laughs> But that just honestly, what if, what if though it's like a uh, like a video game conglomerate that's like very obsessed with staying relevant, so they're trying to like release new games or something? Oh. Is there something mm-hmm. there? I know that's one thing I was definitely thinking is like some sort of like yeah, like we're, 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 this is a movie like that a, like a Nintendo a... or a Sony type yeah, yeah. and the company space. could be called Crusade yeah yeah, yeah. 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 okay yeah no but I okay. like it. they're sort of like an underdog game company yeah that's... yeah underdog eight bit game company yeah. yeah. Oh, see, 80s vibe would be great. Because oh. there was a big, like, Wild West boom of yeah. like, people trying to make games and shit. Yeah, because then it becomes about, like, the, the almost like a like a tycoon story of, like, a video yeah. gamer uh, oh, company. Man. Okay, okay, I like this a lot. And then maybe we could focus on this, like, yeah, this, this uh, creative genius who had, yeah. like, this great run of little games. Yeah. But what does he is he is he driven mad by the the conquer? Yeah. Or is it is he worried about selling out his ideas that he made maybe in his like garage yeah. or, or something? is someone stealing his ideas? Oh, Ooh. IP is such a hot topic, especially especially before you know like that. Lots of copyright laws existed like in the eighties. I would assume. I mean, if, if you want to go like a, a I think a, a very specific way with that idea we could have it be like this guy is some sort of low tech in his garage inventor who invents a video game and then it gets stolen by this company that makes millions off of it and he's on a crusade to save his video game yeah and then of course i mean then we can have even fun if we want to go like a little wacky like he gets a little nuts yeah (laughs) like Like if uh there's to think he's the character from the game maybe i was like a (laughs) vr like a like a zany adventure he goes on to like get his like you know like rightful game back yes yeah Yeah. and then he basically becomes the hero of the game that he created it feels kind of like kid and king are Arthur's court or something like you're transported into yeah. this world and you have to solve yeah. it to get out you know I think that's more of a yeah. 90s niche than 80s you know a really f- a fun game to do especially considering what we've been talking about is uh, uh, like this is a story about like a guy who made like his own Metal Gear Solid and then it what gets uh, it's this classic uh, like espionage video I game yeah, where it's like you're playing this character who's like always like infiltrating terrorist uh, fortresses <laughs> and stuff like that so then like he becomes that character as he like breaks into the like corporate headquarters of yes! the Nintendo that would be <laughs> so awesome yeah <laughs> 
He's wearing a helmet and he has a saber yeah. or something and he's breaking into the yeah, corporate like office. He, he, the elevator's broken so he has to navigate through floors. He climbs floors, up the fucking, yeah. And it becomes like levels almost. So it's an 80s underdog thriller yeah. about saving his IP yeah. Yeah. from Nintendo. But and he, he begins to believe that he is this heroic. Yes, I, I like I like to do. I think you know. Let's take it because well, uh, if we blend both those ideas together, it, like he's like a crusader knight who's also kind of like a cool spy. So basically, yeah. like Assassin's Creed. Those, yeah. those video oh games. Oh my god, I fucking those. love yeah. Assassin's Creed. Yeah, so, so like it's he's like a cool yeah. take down uh, the security guard from behind. He tries <laughs> to <laughs> swan dive into a pile <laughs> yeah. of hay. Somewhere outside an office. Okay. No, no, no. <laughs> yes, he definitely does things that do not make sense. Yeah. He's perching on top of a gargoyle yeah. on top of a building. I, <laughs> I, I love if we're like almost seeing like his, you know, quest for this through his eyes and it's like a stylized version yes. of it. But then we cut back to the actual reality and it's like this guy's just wearing a weird fucking disguise in like a very normal like office building. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's totally a nerd. How, I'm trying to reconcile how he can be like super into this and also be that like cool spy you know yeah okay here's here's a man i keep trying to like get the tone right on this Mm -hmm. because i don't want it to be i mean i want it to be kind of like weird and a little even maybe even off-putting and creepy that he's like i mean he's definitely like off of some sort of deep end yeah when you start dressing up (laughs) like a video game character we still need to to root for him yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. and i wonder if it's like we we also we bounce it out by having like scenes where we I, see the other side. Or I was gonna, yeah, I was gonna say my 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 consolation for that it would be, you know, we could have a creepy guy, and the only way to make us root for like the this kind of like loser creep is if uh, the opposition is way way worse. Yes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, an Elon Musk type. Yeah, or that's why. You no, know, I, I wonder if like we could even get like some fun perspective by say uh, having a bunch of scenes from that executive's perspective. Yeah, and it's like he what keeps hearing people? these stories of like what. what there was a guy who did what last night? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Is he coming for me? The security footage showed somebody. It can't be. Yeah. He's dead. <laughs> did they, did the, are we implying that this video game master guy tried to like steal this guy's idea and get him killed? I mean, maybe like he, disa- cool, or maybe he disappears and it's rumored yeah. he's dead or something. Maybe this was the first VR game that was going to come out, and that because that increases the stakes. Yeah, you know, if it's the first one and it's going to be a big deal and they have a lot of money behind it, and then it disappears. Disappears, yeah. His company's ruined. He just vanishes. So it's like it's like a Willy Wonka revenge story. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) he's an eccentric inventor who disappears, and then. The like, maybe then we just need to turn it completely up to 10. And when he reappears and starts taking his revenge on this video game company, like, he actually has become the guy. He is the <laughs> like, he's, got, like, he's got like grappling hooks and he like spikes the climb up buildings with. And, Holy like, shit. There's like a mask. And, like, he is the hero we the, deserve. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah. It's like driven into like um, insanity madness by the fact that his like creative property was stolen. Yes. Yeah. 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 So it's almost like a, it's, it's a, a slasher. It's a weird, oh, like a revenge story. It's yeah. a slasher. Like, so like action people? slasher. What if it was like what if we just like went full slasher and the whole thing is like yeah he's like he's like this oh. he's supposedly dead he comes back oh he's my hunting God. them down one oh by one. Oh my God! Wait, wait so what if <laughs> what if 
this story is now through the POV of like the the video game headquarters boss. Yeah. And we kind of are on his side in the beginning, and then we learn that he's been the bad guy the whole time. Yeah, yeah. Mm. That, that he's oh. yeah, because people in this building are starting to die. Oh, I see what you mean. So we we frame it in the story like yeah. he's the inventor of the game. Yeah. And then we find out slowly he the, and the, inven- he's not. the real inventor. inventor is is after oh. his staff. And we rarely even hear the real name used. Like, yeah. It just starts to, oh, it's just like, yeah, the, the Crusader's coming. It's yeah. like a the Cyber Crusader. 7 Samurai or something. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That I like, so I like the two. And then it's like, we can have like other staff. Like there's like a designer who helped him who then like kind of betrayed him. Yeah. And that's like a person who he gets revenge on. And or, like yeah. Mortal Kombat, you have these boss levels where you have to knock out. And it's like KO. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. We definitely treat the like him hunting. Oh, them, this like, is wild. So like, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. if like, it's like the Jason Voorhees stuff, but instead it has like a video game. It player. does, yeah. <laughs> of the yeah. Crusader, damn. Okay, fuck yeah. Okay, That's great. we found it. Oh. Damn. Okay, let's. Uh, How do we boil this down? Like, yeah, really... we gotta hone in on some details. Well, yeah, but it's time. It's time for details. Um, so I think let's start with what should we name this video game company, mm. and what should we name the the, the main boss there? Ten Nindo. <laughs> <laughs> Too close. <laughs> I do mm-hmm. like the idea that we, because I mean, just because he's currently my favorite punching bag, I do kind of like that he has an Elon Musk flair. Yeah, Elon Musk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe the company could like not, well, not Tesla, but like it's like the the Edison Video Game Corporation. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, yeah. So there's always Tesla v Edison. Yeah, and then so it's like, but then he's and his name's like and Mark. it's the light bulb or something company. Yeah, Mark. Yeah. I, I wonder if we should sue away for Mark because Mark Zuckerberg's also like I was a, going oh, in that yeah, way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, ben <laughs> Dorsley. <laughs> I'm looking at a door. Ben Dorsley. <laughs> ben Dorsley is actually not actually, that bad. Actually, Ben Dorsley is <laughs> not like bad. with Atari or something. Hi, I'm Ben Dorsley, head of Edison Video Game Company. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. I can't wait to show yeah. you what's next in yeah. video games. Mr. Dorsley. Yeah. yeah, Mr. Dorsley, yeah. And he's like portrays himself as this cool like Willy Wonka. Of yeah, video and games. he's like, you know, we're gonna sp- spin the world of video games on their head. Mm-hmm. But actually he's a thief. Yeah. Yeah, but he yeah. actually he's a thief. Like the real Edison. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. But we think he's like for but from the beginning of the movie, we think he's this cool guy, and we're slowly learned that he's not a cool guy. Mm-mm. Yeah. Work life balance? That's yeah. a lie. Oh. You don't you're not really about that. Yeah. No. no, he treats his employees like shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He steals from anyone he can. Yeah. But he uh, presents as a hero. And then yeah. To the yeah. and then the crusader, who I think it should be this like a uh, the guy who stole from kind of persona mm-hmm. um should be this like slasher that's seeking revenge. <laughs> I just think it's so funny. It's a slasher. Yeah. 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 yeah I mean, so, slasher. We started off with it being like a cute tale of a guy who makes his own videos games in his garage and now it's like a guy like fucking sharpening his yeah. wrist blade. You know, we took a really sharp turn and I'm glad we're all on board for it. Heads oh. will roll. <laughs> oh fuck yeah! That's Heads the tagline. Roll, yes. Yeah, oh, and he brings this so like good. kind of insane, like old school, like like, like he like he's the character, the character of the game. He like kills people with swords and bow yeah. arrows. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Question: Is the Crusader like re- seeking revenge on anybody, or is he channeling like the video game mm. headquarters? I think there's targets. Got it. Yeah. So okay. like, I, yeah, the designer who betrayed him. I think that this, He's you know, the head boss. The way that we, uh, yeah, within the the this this Dorsley guy is yeah. the CEO who's our last target. Our final boss. Battle. I think there's yeah. got to be like, a, there was like a legal team oh, that like squashed his case. Team. Yeah. So like, they gotta get, they yeah. gotta get, like, maybe a couple of them who gotta get hit. 
Like he like takes on like he goes to, like a law firm and like takes him out yeah. during a meeting or a oh. party or something. How fucking crazy would that Smoke be? Smoke bomb. Yeah. Get yeah. in that shit. Let's go. So yeah, like just like people who have kind of all enabled mm-hmm. this the thievery. Mm-hmm. Like a head developer yeah. or something. Yeah. yeah, if there was like a um like a person who was like close to him that helped like facilitate oh, the stealing no. or something His best like friend. a friend, yeah, yeah, or like a girlfriend or something. And that person like who knows that it's happening, yeah. Like, like they're, they're, they're they're the one trying to warn everyone else, like he's, he's coming for us, he's coming for us all, and they're like, "You're crazy." <laughs> and that's the right hand of Dorsley. Dorsley. I think it yeah. should be, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because everyone like this was like a really like bad betrayal, and yeah. that's why. Yeah. And then he disappeared, and everyone just presumed he's dead. Yeah. yeah. So what would Dorsley's right hand be named? I'm thinking girl character. Yeah. Like Whitney. Whitney, I like Whitney. that. Whitney. Yeah, yeah, Whitney's a good name for the, for her. Because <laughs> she, she witnessed what, wow. you know, what, what Dorsley was doing and she said nothing. She wow. let it all happen. Even she, though She even helped. Whitney yeah. Silencia. Whitney something, something. <laughs> Whitney Silencia. That sounds like a Carmen Sandiego yeah, second yeah. tier back. That'd be a little ridiculous if it's a slasher. <laughs> Honestly, uh, I'd be down with Whitney Silencio. <laughs> <laughs> Whitney Silencio. No, fuck yeah. it, let's do yeah. it. Whitney Silencio. We said, we literally said it needs to be ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, it's our, this Whitney is already Silencio. very top. Okay. Yeah. And what if she's the one remaining? What if he, like, takes out Dorsley and then behind, it's like, like, she's the snake that's been talking yeah. in Dorsley's ear this whole time. Like oh, just if we think Dorsley's head. the mastermind, but she's but she's the really ma- the yeah. mastermind, and he's just kind of the face. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 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 And then it's like, do I fight for this former love that stole it, or like, like what, like then you're really facing off, you know? Yeah. That final showdown, final yeah. showdown on the roof of one yeah. building, like Nakatomi Tower. <laughs> you know? It really is. Yeah. Yes. There has to be. A, there has building. to be a boss fight at the end on the on the top of a tower. Yeah. Uh, that, that's. I'm sorry. That has to be yeah. it. A lock. Lock. A helicopter in. comes in, <laughs> in or something. Oh yeah. And it looks yeah. like a fucking level. It's like a police copter. Yeah. And like so, it's like the shit. background shit going on in a street fight video game <laughs> oh uh but it, it's like but it's also like insanely scary because like th- this is like a regular guy versus a guy who spent like some amount of time just like turning himself into a, a, a like medieval killing machine yeah yes. <laughs> wearing like some fucking cape and like yeah. cool mask and it's like there's just somebody in sharper like, image and, like, definitely like whitney and benjamin in like their normal business wear like what oh oh, oh here's because now now what i'm doing is i'm just i'm building these scenes just based on how cool a fight would look there <laughs> so he kills the lawyers at like a fancy party at their own law yes. firm. oh yeah he kills the head designer the one who like kind of put together like a lot of the game's graphics and stuff yep who betrayed him that guy is now like a successful artist at like a comic con <gasps> and it's like a bunch of people in cosplay as the crusader which oh, one's shit. the real oh, fucking crusader it's like fuck. guy fox at the end of uh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and he's just like wow. he's like wow which Who one is, is which one's the real one and it's like oh it's the scary one with all of the real <laughs> weapons <laughs> he's got a crossbow hey, strapped to his yeah, back a, a good cosplayer would have real looking weapons it's though. true yeah, that's, that's why that's scary it's that, that has to be like one in the middle too because yeah like, and he's got like all this extra security yeah yeah. Getting, every time he sees a crusader, he because freaks out it's a like yeah, bit. there's these rumblings now, and everyone's kind of on edge. But you know, there's other people being like, we're just making it up. Like the the thing with the legal team had is just we can't confirm or anything. You know, there would be totally nerds at this comic con though. That would be like, there's a conspiracy theory where Edison Games is like fucking with this guy's IP, and they would go to defend the crusader if yeah. they see any of this happening at the comic con. Yeah, mm, yeah, 
That's fun. I love this. Uh, like, so that has to be kind of the middle. The lawyers had to be in the middle because that's just such a cool set piece. So who's the first victim? Mm. I feel like we need the setup to be like, well, I think we were talking about having Dorsley seem like the good guy at first. Yeah. So we need that at the beginning to establish that'll make it hurt more at the end when he's yeah. revealed to be not yeah. the good guy. Do we, I think in the beginning, I guess we need to kind of set in motion that this is about to happen. Whether, like, yeah. is it like a like very slashery, like there's like something written on the bathroom mirror? Or is there Ooh. like a video left for him of like... Or is it on Reddit? There's some yeah. code on Reddit. <laughs> I yeah I'm trying to I'm trying to yeah I'm trying to think because we just need we need to pick one more person who is the first target who yeah. get in the first scene see them get killed and then you start to see everyone else would kind it be of like finding maybe... out about it and then everyone's like ooh what does that mean okay this would be another added layer but what if it was like um uh like a they were used to be like a three pack of like people and like it was Dorsley another guy and the Crusader. And then Dorsley and the other guy stole the idea. So now Dorsley's going to get, sorry, Crusader's going to get the first guy and save Dorsley for oh. Yes, totally. And this yep. guy, this guy like took like the golden parachute. He's the one with the least skin in the game. Yeah. So when the game, when the Edison hit it big off this idea, he was like, cool, I'm going to retire. Like live in a nice house in California. Yeah. He's like at his mansion and he gets killed. Yeah. Yes. Crusader. Yeah. Like they yeah. all that's have how it opens. Because yeah. they have to have a history with each other. Yeah. Because that's why the Crusader's so pissed because they were supposed to be besties. Oh. Yeah. He was supposed to be in that mansion. Yeah. And then, yeah. They were okay. all supposed to be in this together. But he saves Dorsley for last because yeah. that's the one who really did it. The one who was really, I think, pushing for it. And I it. think that the way we tie in the girlfriend, uh, Whitney, who's mm-hmm. also uh, Dorsley's assistant, is the ultimate fight. Like, he decides that the crusader at the end, like, is in a moment, like, gives her mercy and it wasn't going to kill her. And then uh, it turns out that, that was a huge mistake because yep. she actually is way more involved. Yeah. She was not innocent. And, oh, and, my God. And she Picture. pitches those, like, I, I, I encouraged him to steal it from me because I knew knew you wouldn't be able to do anything with it. Cuts so deep. Yeah, we have to. There, I feel and like then it, he does have to kill. Yeah. Her. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, somewhere there has to be like a picture of like the four of them in college. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. there's a picture of them in the house. Yeah, at the first guy's place in Hollywood. Yeah, nice. blood smeared. He's smears dead in it. a fucking pool. What's uh? What's this uh? Second guy's name? Mm. Um, it can't be Benjamin Dorsley. That's already mm-hmm. taken. Uh, his name is. Uh, uh, I keep wanting to say Nicola, like Tesla. It could be Nikolai. Maybe he has like a like a Nikolai. A, a very, Nikolai. Nikolai, and he has like a Russian last name, like Nikolai Smirnov. Uh, Nikolai, Nikolai Smirnov. Oh my yes. god! Yeah, yeah, yeah. He comes from no the relation. Smirnoff fortune. That's yeah. how he can afford to do this. <laughs> yeah, he just like yeah. he just threw his money into it. <laughs> Get iced when he kills him. <laughs> Okay, I love it. So yeah, we kind of set up the the scene that you know Edison's on the brink of cutting edge video game technology. Yeah. Oh, I think it should have been out. Like they they've made the money. Yeah. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Like okay. they're they're the cutting edge of video oh, game gotcha, technology. Gotcha, yeah. So they're on their their way to their next big idea. What you, how long do you think it's been since this character disappeared? We we probably five years. I was just gonna say five years. It's that gotta be five years. Yeah. 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 Um, and you know Smirnoff, he. Oh, and it's the five year anniversary of the release. Oh, oh. they're oh my god, if they're releasing like an extended version yeah. Oh, yeah crusader remastered yeah re- re- the original sketchings from his notebook or something are on display Ooh, somewhere yeah. you know something some really personal out, like, who's, who's that name and then the person's like oh yeah that was one of the art leads the art department guys. yeah 
And it's like, yeah. And then meanwhile, like Ben's like, you said you were gonna take his name off of like the the cover it up. Yeah. yeah. This is just like Bill Finger in Batman. How he didn't get any fucking credit. Yeah. Only yeah. he did not dress up like Batman and start killing people. In no, DC but maybe comics. he should have. Exactly. Maybe, should've. maybe this is Bill Finger. He's not actually dead. What is the name of the man behind the Crusader mask? Do we know it? Do we ever find it out? Or is it an ominous? Like I feel like we should know? we should know, but I feel like there it takes them way too long to realize it's him. Yeah. Um. Um. I don't know. I think I there's know. something about it. they immediately are just like they know. Yeah. Like it's too like they, when they find uh, Nikolai, he's holding. The picture of the four yeah. of them together or something. The picture of it, like hit them has been like s- s- nailed to his chest or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or with a, like a dagger through the yeah. picture into the chest. Yeah. <laughs> and, oh. and they look at it. They're like, Graphic. they're like, this dagger looks like. Isn't this a, one of the props from the game? Like, isn't yeah. this the? Oh, yeah. Isn't yeah. this the, the, the double-edged dagger that you earn in the fourth level? Uh, <laughs> um. Okay. So what's what's the the Crusaders' person name? Human yeah. name. Um. I'm trying to remember, I, I can't get it off the top of my head. I want to say it's. I'm trying to remember the name of the guy who created Full Metal Jacket. Now, our full. Yeah. Uh, 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 we could do. Uh, we could have his first name be Bill. Homage to ooh, Bill Finger. I would like that. Would be cute. Yeah. I'm curious what what this guy's name is. Yeah. Maybe we can blend the two. Yeah. That's, I know, that's what I was actually going to think. Smush and smash them together. Uh, uh, Haido Kojima. So maybe it's like Bill Kojima. Bill Kojima. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Honestly, yeah. yeah. Let's do oh, it. Kind of fun, right? do it. Yeah, a hundred percent. Awesome. Um, this is yeah. so funny. Well, Bill, Bill's really changed. <laughs> um. Okay. I feel like we have an idea of like middle scenes. We kind of have an idea of the beginning yeah. and what's going on. So we know there's a boss battle at the end, but like, what happens in the end? Mm. I mean, I think he has to. I think well, like, yeah, it's it's one of those like kind of classic slasher setups where you have like the the, yeah. the, the big scary confrontation. Uh, uh, he, I think he definitely is justified in getting to kill Dorsley at the end. And then like, I don't know, there's like some sort of he falls off the building with Dorsley. Oh or yeah. He is shot by like a police sniper after killing Dorsley. And then like, oh, is Whitney our final girl? Uh, maybe, or maybe oh, she gets killed too and yeah. then at the end they're looking for uh, 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 Bill's body I like that Can't find it. it's kind of like yeah. uh, in Sherlock Holmes when him and um, Moriarty uh, Moriarty fall they go through the falls mm-hmm. you don't know who's dead or not yeah no. I love it Am- and ambiguous, ambiguous. Yeah. but that she's tr- she you know turns on him at the end I think is important mm-hmm. yeah or maybe yes, I don't know. So we, do we want Whitney to live, or do you want Whitney to die? And uh, because if she lives, maybe she's like exposed. Like this whole yeah. thing is like brought mm. to light what uh, Edison Games has been doing for years. Yeah. Honestly, the worst reality is always when these people live. You know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, you're when right. When the pitch is I mean, Oh my god! Yeah. If she, if she, I like... mean, I insist that our Elon Musk get just like completely blasted. Wow. At the end. Oh, he's got <laughs> to. He, uh, somehow, Bill figures that it was like slingshots him into the rotor of the helicopter. <laughs> he needs his intestines to strangle him or something. <laughs> Jesus, that's not even a move from the game. That's just yeah. fucked up. No, it's just <laughs> he's extended cut from the game. <laughs> Um, I he gets yeah, cut, like long wide, oh, cool sword. Fuck yeah, yeah. It's, I it's feel like, like a sandwich because I feel like there has to be because <laughs> I feel like there has to be some sort of aftermath too of like yeah. does the video game company Edison Games fall? Does Edison Games you know continue on with like the Crusaders you know image at the helm of it? 
Hmm. Well, so see, there's two ways because I I think if we want to do something like that with like an epilogue about what happens, yeah. we need to have one character who is not involved, or a character who is sympathetic, like a friend. No, someone, yeah. someone they can't know about Bill, but but an past. intern or a journalist. <laughs> yeah. Or, yeah. You know. yeah. Someone who's on the outside looking in at this situation and like uh, understands it. A yeah. kid with rose glasses. Who's yeah. Like, I wonder. Is, or we could just skip that and have it just be killing and revenge. Yeah, maybe it could just, it could just be killing and revenge. What do you think? I or, like killing and revenge. Yeah. That's pretty gratifying. Yeah. Hmm. We're talking about yeah. this I'm, stuff I, from video games. You know? I'm definitely advocating for, I think that uh, everyone should die. And it's maybe even kind of a mystery what happens after that. <laughs> Great. Let's yeah. have everyone die. Yeah. The future of Edison Games, TBD. Yeah. Including uh, uh, Bill goes over the edge. And yeah. Does, like, he does he does die? Does he live? Perfect. We don't know. And then oh what happens God. to the company? We Hell yeah. Who knows? Only time will tell. Is there anything else we need to iron out? I want to talk just like real quick. Like, so what does like the Crusader look like? Oh, Ooh. I'm picturing like a like a like a purple cape or something. Yeah, and a cool purple mask. Cool. The mask like is very the medieval very origin that we started with. I still really like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think you should have like a like I think we should go very like I love the purple cape. Maybe yeah. Like because I imagine like a, a, a some sort of chest armor with a big cross on it yeah you gotta have that like for a paladin crusader thing. Yeah. yeah some like cool like mask maybe the mask also has some sort of symbol or cross or a yeah it's a light bulb <laughs> it's like it has a smiley face yeah, right? <laughs> it's like it's basically if clippy from microsoft Word was a light bulb. <laughs> looks like you're trying to kill all the people who betrayed you <laughs> want some help with yeah. that <laughs> Um, jeez, um, yeah. I want. I don't know. It just needs to have like something with like some cool character, like a like it's a face, like a face made out of yeah. metal. Yeah, I know? was gonna say, or where like what that. if like the the face was like in a whole like sleek black, and there was just like maybe like gold trim on Ooh. it. Ooh, and when yeah. it gets close, you see your face. Yeah. Oh, it's reflective. yeah, that's Ooh, deep. Yeah. Okay, okay. Well, in that case, I think that then the yeah, so then it's like white armor, black yeah. cross in the middle, purple yeah. cape, yeah, black gold f- face plate, yeah, like a like a, like a bunch of chain like black chain yeah. around the head. So and he's always just he's, got yeah. weapons, yeah, yeah. all oh, of them. You never know what where he's gonna yeah. pull another fucking weapon. For. Like it's an inventory. <laughs> item. And it also feels like he's like hidden weapons around, yeah. just like in the space. Like oh, you would in a game. Yeah, yeah. he's John Wicking for sure. 100%. Like he, he has like a giant crossbow, and then he runs into a room. Oh, and he like dope. kicks a panel where like a fucking dagger comes out. <laughs> yeah. <and> <laughs> Chainmail is the head too. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. The Crusader. Oh, yeah. So it's just yeah. like a perfect round blackness yeah. for a face. Yeah. Oh, that's awful. Yeah. Cool. It could be anybody. It could yeah. be anybody. anybody. Could be the Crusader. Exactly. And but it's just a cool thing because you could pick up the mantle to continue the Crusader's work. Yeah. Exactly. And uh, uh, at least, I mean, maybe like a larger weapon. But he's completely impervious to small arms. Yeah, like you can shoot him with a pistol; it does not. It bounces off the mask or something. Wow, like it's, it's bulletproof. It just yeah, it just makes him even scarier. Like he's like like they have like yeah, security guards like open like, fire on him. It, he does. It's fine. Yeah, he's just really zen <laughs> as a person. Because <laughs> like truly in like a slasher, like when you try to like stab Jason Voorhees, he keeps walking. Like yeah. he's untouchable essentially. So mm. I like this. This Crusader's just like. Very now ripped and has just like insane armor that helps him at every step of the way. Yes, <sighs> yes, yes, yes. I love this character. Yeah. I love this movie. This Bill is cool. Hitachi. What was uh, it? Uh, Ko- Kojima. Kojima. Bill, Bill Kojima. Kojima. And I BK. hope I'm not mispronouncing it horribly, but I will make sure I check. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, the, so our, the our name's half. just inspired by you know. Yes, you're. That's it. Yeah, yeah we go. we're it's tipping a hat too. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's not ignorance. It's 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 
An homage. It's an homage. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. we would hate to be like, hey, we turned you into a murderer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Actually, yeah, exactly. you might think it's cool. Okay. Well, <laughs> we'll have to ask him. Um, cool. Uh, I think we have it. I know. I think we, we need a title still. Yeah. Mm. Should we pick parts or do a title first? I don't know. What do you feel like, Lauren? I feel like we need to think of a title. Yeah, I, let's do a I title. Had just, I, I had, someone said earlier, what about Crusader Remastered? Oh, Ooh. yeah. So it's like. It's, or yeah. Crusader Final Cut. Yeah. Or yeah. something. I was thinking like something like Edison versus Crusader or something. Like it's actually mm. like a like a battle in a game. But I do like uh, Crusader Remastered. Because that's like the inciting incident is the release of this. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's genius. Yeah. Like that? Crusader Remastered. Yeah. Crusader mm-hmm. Remastered. Hell yeah. Interesting. Okay. This is going to be a fun one. I think we're ready to pick parts. Yeah. Let's pick Ooh. parts. Okay, Lauren. It's, you're you're on. Pick a part. Go quick. I'm no, kidding. Take your time. Oh God! Oh God! I <laughs> mean, oh, she's aiming the crossbow at her. Yeah. No, I definitely want to play Whitney Silencio because yeah. that just feels like a kind of snake villain mm-hmm. that I can get behind. Mm-hmm. So, what scene do you want to write? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm so torn. I know, yeah. right? How do you guys decide that? It's hard. I think uh, there was when we did a uh, Cast Kalanica was on on, and I think Hobart switched his part because we were talking about how great the movie was, and that happened. So, mm-hmm. beginning. I think I want to. I think I want to write the beginning. Hell okay. yeah! First cool. part where it's that. Oh God, I already forgot his name. Nikolai. Nikolai, Nikolai Smirnoff. Smirnoff. How could you forget a name such Honestly, as Nikolai Smirnoff? Yeah. I want that set up. <laughs> I don't know a lot of slashers, so... We might not be able to say uh, uh, Kojima uh, properly, but at least all of our other characters have ridiculous names. Uh, Bill Kojima, yeah. Nikolai Smirnoff. God. Jesus Christ. Um, (laughs) All right, Hobart, you and me, what are you you thinking? Ah, Jeez, what do you think? Because for what I mean, I gotta say, it's really in my head the idea. This one's hard too because like I kind of wanted to make sure we have a scene from every cool action scene. Yeah. Because like I, I I'm torn between like I want to write the 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 guy getting killed at the con. Yeah. yeah. With all the different crusaders walking around in cosplay. Yeah. But also a bunch of like I'm imagining three lawyers, oh, like a yeah. whole legal team getting killed at this this high society dinner party. Yeah. And that also kicks ass. I'm torn. Yeah. I, yeah. That's how I feel too. I'm like, dang, final boss battle fun, but also two two slasher scenes in the middle of the movie also fun. Yeah. Shit. Which way? I don't know. No, we do. I don't know. I'm scared. I feel like I am. I'm leaning, I think, towards mid-movie, but I could be convinced otherwise. I feel like you know the ending, Hobart. Yeah. I feel like you know what to Unless do. Unless you don't want it. I no, I'll do it. Do I'll do it. I'll take it. But do you want it? Yeah, okay. I do. You know what? Okay. I'll do it. Good. You know? Uh, then it's been decided. Which one are you going to do for yours? Honestly, I think I might like pick up with like the the aftermath of one. And then, like, transition into the next. That is exactly Ooh. what I was going to suggest. Yeah. If I was, I was yeah. Like, them sleeping up the body at the con. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Because <laughs> you know he's in a couple pieces. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or, like, the Crusader, like, watching, like, the, like, police come to this dinner party and there's just, like, bodies everywhere. Yeah, okay. And then the it's Crusader just, bath. like, walks off into <laughs> the night. And then we just, like, cut to the con or something. Fuck yeah. Just yeah. call me Bill. Yeah. 
Uh, so in that case, I, I, yeah, I'm gonna do the ending, and I'm gonna really, I want to really give it some final. Yeah, boss hell play. Yeah. yeah. I think I also want a uh, a scene in the in between mine where like Whitney and Ben are kind of talking about like something isn't normal here. Mm-hmm. Like something something is truly like after all the people who worked on like Crusade. Bad things Ooh. keep happening. Yeah. yeah, I think then I need to write something outside of that, so it'll open on that first murder. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then there'll be some kind of flashback. Oh hell yeah! It has to be. That's there has to be something flashback. going yeah. back to like show all. Dude, four are you of gonna them. show old Bill? Young Bill? Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm torn. <laughs> I'm torn. I don't know. Oh yeah, you're right. Young Bill, not the, well, the, the old, wait, the I old, was like, bill, uh, the past time, Bill. Younger Bill. <laughs> yeah. Are you gonna Can do a future scene? Future, yeah. <laughs> Oh, well, we will see a Let picture Let me tell you, grandkids, by the time I dressed up like a video game. <laughs> and I murdered everybody who wronged me. <laughs> That's so funny. He's reverse aging the whole time. Yeah, it's bitches. a baby uh, killing. The epilogue scene is him as a grandfather tucking in his grandchildren, telling them this story about how he bludgeoned people who wronged him to death. He takes off the mask, and he's young, like, really young. He's like, that's right, I'm a Benjamin Button, he's too. A Benjamin on Button. top of everything else. Like, also I'm a Benjamin Button. Button, too. See you in the sequel. <laughs> fun because the sequel could start with him as a young person yeah yeah, yeah. wow yeah, wow um well, perfect is is it crusade remastered or crusader remastered crusader got crusader. it because he is the the character is the because it's about one person yeah on a crusade so it's the crusader yeah and that's like the main like, video game character too mm-hmm. yeah cool awesome hell yeah awesome. we did it yeah. yeah okay before we step into our writer's room lauren do you yes. want to give us a summary of this movie an elevator pitch if you will uh well, it, this is set in the 80s. Now I need to clarify. We're yes? I don't 80s? think we ever locked that in. I don't think we ever locked that Not in that either. it's I'm... terribly important. I mean, it, it, it interferes the technology we have at our hands. I think, I, so I would actually like to advocate for a, a, a rare circumstance where I'm going to actually say I would think this should be a contemporary modern film. Interesting. Okay. I because I like the, A, video games are such a bigger industry now. Yeah. And mm-hmm. lots of people are making a lot of money. And mm-hmm. a lot of people are suffering in the uh, uh, lower tiers of those companies. And then also, I like the idea that this guy is so low tech versus something high tech. But yeah. it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how many fancy locks or cell phones or guards or cameras you have. It does. It's not going He's to stop him. He's coming for you. Yeah, it's not going to stop him. Yeah. So, I like that. All right. Yeah. Then let's do it. It's, a, it's a modern day movie. Modern day movie set in this time. Um, I already forgot everybody's name. Ben Kojima. This summary. Nikolai. Bill. Bill Kojima. Yeah. Bill Kojima. Ben, ben Dorsley. Dorsley. Mm-hmm. Nikolai Smirnoff. Nikolai Smirnoff. Whitney Silencio. Whitney Silencio. <laughs> the list of names kind of deteriorates. <laughs> yeah. All very long names, I will say. <laughs> That's why they all have nicknames. Yeah. <laughs> well, and also, most characters don't say their full names all the time. That's movies. true, but we know them. It's canon. Yeah, you know? it's canon. No, it's for sure. So Bill Kojima helped create a game with those other three hooligans we just talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, and now the Edison Company is remastering Crusader, Crusader Remastered. It's a release party. It's five years from when this started. And they basically took everything from Bill. They took the idea. They took the money. He is left in the dust cold and alone and eating ramen. And and he's got to go through and have... It's a revenge story. Mm-hmm. He's got to he's gotta take... It's, it's also about like getting your art back yeah. and getting your voice back. 
Damn. And his character. I think the character means a lot to him. Yeah. And character means honor. Means yeah, oh, no, like his character, the, the crusader. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. It's like to, a, <laughs> to become the crusader, damn. The, yeah. From a video game you created? Cool. That's oh. pretty cool. Yeah. That would be cooler if we had just done a direct. It's Mario, and he becomes Mario. <laughs> <laughs> Same story. This guy's walking around Mario. in a fucking red long sleeve <laughs> shirt. on people's and heads. bright blue overalls. <laughs> His hat keeps falling off, and he has to keep putting it back on. He, he walks into Ben Dorley's office, and he says, "It's a me. <laughs> it's a me, Bill it's Kojima." Me. <laughs> awesome, hell yeah! Well, let's step into the writers' room and write some kick-ass scenes from this kick-ass movie. Uh, and before we go, we want to remind everybody to please, please make, make this. this. everyone and welcome back to please make this we have just stepped out of the writer's rooms with our scripts for crusader remastered dun dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> insert dick wolf sound here yeah i mean there's lots of you know there's lots of ambient noises in this oh for yeah. sure for sure <laughs> Uh, I'm really excited to read this. Uh, my name is Howard Thompson, and I am one of your hosts. In this script, I'll be playing uh, the voices of Nikolai and Bill. And my name is Laura Petro. I am also one of your hosts. I'll be playing an array of characters this evening. Uh, and I'm Lauren Kapinski, and I will be playing Whitney and also an array of characters. Uh, and hello, my name is Chris Iannucci, and I will be reading the part of Ben Doorsley. Yes. Shame, shame, shame. I know. I <laughs> you should be ashamed. I don't know what that means yet. Chris is, yeah, he has not been informed of what this movie is about, and we've just been continually shaming him for the character yeah. he, that we asked him to play. Completely yeah. blind, so don't judge me. Uh, so, our very first script in this tale of video games and revenge comes from our guest writer, Lauren. Lauren, take it away. Awesome. Interior, present day, LA. Edison Games boardroom, day. The end of a press conference inside the penthouse boardroom of Edison Games Tower. At the head of the glistening marble table are Ben Dorsley, late 30s, well-coiffed and charming, the power-hungry CEO of Edison Games. Nikolai Smirnoff, mid-30s, the cocky, quick-tempered heir to the 3.3 billion Smirnoff vodka empire, <laughs> who has never worked a day in his life. <laughs> And Whitney Silencio, late 30s, the executive assistant and right hand of Ben. She's razor sharp, sophisticated, and very, very cunning. Camera crews shove each other trying to angle for the best shot while reporters itch to get their burning questions answered. Maurice, 50s, head merc for Ben's security team. He's tough, durable, built to last. He's basically a Ford truck, <laughs> and he eats pumas for breakfast, the shoes and the animal. <laughs> he whispers in Ben's ear before returning to an immovable brick wall position. Ladies and gentlemen, I've just been informed we have time for two more questions before we must press on to our next meeting. Mr. Dorsley, sir, you spoke to your overwhelming profits over the last five years since the original edition of Crusader, the translation to over 85 different languages, and now a viral TikTok challenge trending before your official release date. Tell us, what, if anything, will change in this remastered edition? Well, the original Crusader provided gamers what we call the hero experience. We created an immersive, choose-your-own-adventure-style RPG designed to show you that anyone is capable of stopping injustice and unspeakable evil. In this case, evil took the form of Duke Mortis, a monstrosity of a man who effortlessly controls the masses with a single word. Using cutting-edge VR technology, we put the power in your hands to, well, save the world. 
the remastered edition gives you a little more nuance in your decision making. Yeah, only this time you can choke a bitch if you want. What my colleague <laughs> means is that we've added in the capability to choose your own character alignment in fulfillment of your quest. In the original game, we offered dialogue variants that ultimately ended in the same outcomes. Justice, honor, the noble pursuit of freedom. And now, we're giving you what we call the real experience. Life happens in the margins, in the gray areas. Good and evil are not always so black and white. We give you the space to discover your truth, trademark. Whatever form or <laughs> faction that comes in. So, let's say I want to pop a cap in your skull, eh? I have to face consequences when the game is over, right? Well, not me. I'm Nikolai fucking Smirnoff, babe. But in Crusaders Remastered, it's the only game over if you lose. You feel me? So the Remastered Edition allows you to make antagonistic choices. We give you the power of choice. What you do from there is up to you. And what about Bill Kojima, the creator of the original story and designer of the Crusader character? Did he return for the Remastered? Bill was a visionary from a bygone era. We attempted to contact him, but no one has seen or heard from him since he... resigned. And for the record, Bill relinquished his IP rights to us to execute his concept, which, as you can see, we've done with great success. At Edison Games, we value mental health and honor the needs of our employees, even if it's time to walk away. There's no shame in that. A noble value for an industry riddled with burnout and toxicity. Bill was a, a, was a risk to all of us, okay? He lost his fucking mind and went to go paint rainbows and sing Kumbaya because he couldn't handle the pressure. We were the only ones who did that work. The reporters and camera crew stir, ready to lap up the outburst that could become their big break. Whitney kicks Nikolai under the table again, hissing at him to shut up. Nikolai, that's enough. We honor and we respect... No, I'm tired of you uh, coddling that coward. He couldn't have... He didn't... He would... <laughs> This accent, by the way, is really loose. I love it. I was like, I was going for like a, just like a European question mark. You're nailing it. Solid choice, Nailed never it. change. No, I am tired of you coddling that coward. He wouldn't have the guts to make this. He never did. He never will. That's because he's a little bit. This press conference is over. Thank you for your time. Please follow Whitney to the lobby for your press-only limited edition Crusader Remastered swag. May you ever be victorious on your own crusade. The crowd dissipates and the camera pans back. We now see the scene has been watched on a flat screen panel in Nikolai's Tesla. Interior. <laughs> nice, Robert. Nice. Very oh, nice. God. Roll credits. <laughs> That's it. That's all she wrote. <laughs> it really literally is all she wrote. It just yeah. stops there. <laughs> oh, wait, there's more. Uh, <laughs> interior. Same day. Inside Nikolai Smirnov's Tesla. Snapshots of the interview play on the backseat screen. The press are ruthless about Nikolai and his outburst about Bill Kojima, but quickly move past that to talk about Ben as an eligible bachelor and wellness zaddy. Nikolai shuts the screen off in a huff. Chip Xavier, 60s, English, Nikolai's professional driver for years, a no-nonsense guy with a dry wit, looks at him through the visor and sighs. (sighs) Another successful day at the office, sir. Hold your tongue, Chip. I'm in no mood. (laughs) We topped out back here? Uh, fresh out from your nightcap this morning, sir. Damn it, what good are you? I'm a driver, not a bartender, sir. 
And if I may, you and I both know Bill had more courage in his right hand than... Garrett Cabby, I don't need to hear it. And you could stand to take a page from... You insolent old windbag! I've had enough of your sermons. Honor this, loyalty that, can I take a sick day? That was for radiation, sir. Take me home right now and leave your hat and keys. My wife gave me this hat. On the divan, you are so fired. Toodaloo, Jeeves. Stop it up your crumpet. (laughs) (laughs) Chip silently drives Nikolai back to his palatial mansion in Beverly Hills. He's resigned and a bit relieved. There's no more, uh, there's no arguing with the vodka prince. (laughs) I feel like we get sued by Smirnoff. (laughs) (laughs) Or an endorsement. We'll just spell it a little bit differently. (laughs) (laughs) Chances are he'll forget this tomorrow. The Tesla pulls up a long winding driveway and parks in front of a fountain uh, uh, of Nikolai standing defiantly like some kind of Joan of Arc. And yes, the fountain is obviously full of Smirnoff vodka. Nikolai slams the door shut and saunters in his, into his personal Xanadu. Constructed entirely out of glass, it's apparent Nikolai has spared no expense despite having an inexplicably gaudy and narcissistic sense of decor. In addition to the fountain, he has an entire walkway of marble statues fashioned after his likeness in different victory poses, one of which portrays him teabagging Captain Morgan. <laughs> Chip sighs and pulls the car around back to the garage, debating his next move to be determined after the soccer match ends. Exterior, Nikolai's mansion, later that evening. Night falls on the Smirnoff mansion. There's a rustling in the bushes and we see Bill Kojima, late 30s, resolute but unwavering in a black ski mask, out from hiding after years of devoted study in Krav Maga, Jiu-Jitsu, and mindfulness-based stress reduction. (laughs) Because burnout in the gaming industry is real and he took that recovery shit seriously. (laughs) Scanning the train for an entry point, he settles on the balcony leading to Nikolai's living room. Bingo. He grapples up the side of the building, silently, avoiding the security cameras and tripwires because he's zen as fuck, tossing his duffel bag over the railing. Interior, Nikolai's mansion, midnight. He opens the door to Nikolai's living room and surveys the scene. A plush bathroom-clad Nikolai is asleep on the red velvet sectional, a bottle of Smirnoff ice in hand and a bowl of Cool Ranch Doritos in the other. He's illuminated only by the blue of the floor-to-ceiling television screen. The press release from earlier plays in the background, and Bill watches intently for the second time today, pausing the screen after Nikolai says, He wouldn't have the guts to make this. He never did. He never will. Nikolai hasn't changed a bit. Bill notices a picture frame behind a pile of video games on Nikolai's bookshelf. It's a photo of the gang. Nikolai, Ben, Whitney, and Bill from five years ago. They're all mid-laugh and carefree, eager to make something different. He looks to the pause screen of Nikolai spitting wildly and crumples the photo in his hand, walking towards Nikolai, who's still fast asleep on the couch. Bill notices the glint of steel on the wall. It's the twin daggers of destiny from the game, encrusted in red rubies and sharpened up to cut a grain of rice. Hello, old friend. Bill takes the dagger to Nikolai's throat, exhaling measuredly as if meditative. Nikolai wakes with a sudden sharp gasp, startled. What? 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 Get off of me, you fuck! Nick Smirnoff. So, Bill, you're not dead after all. No, but you're about to be. Listen, Kojima, don't do anything stupid. I got hella guns here. And I've got a dagger right here. Bill holds the dagger tighter against Nikolai's throat, a drop of blood pooling beneath the tip. He's prepared for this, and he's ready for the cutscene. If this is about the game, I had the guts to do what you didn't. Guts, eh? Your ethics were going to jeopardize our legacy! We had a vision! No, I had a vision. You had greed and a bottomless checkbook. 
Piss off, you pussy. This, look, Nikolai, look at the research. What did you think would happen? Bill pulls a stack of folders and papers from his duffel bag and throws them at Nikolai's feet. A file spills open, reviewing scholarly articles and journal clippings. Just a game, virtual reality games and adolescent predisposition to violence. DOJ funds multi-site clinical trial on physical aggression levels pre- and post-first-person shooter VR gameplay. Do violent, game, do violent video games lead to violent behaviors? A recent study confirms the correlation. You don't know the half of it, Kojima. What about your friends, Nick? Bill holds the photo of the group to Nikolai's heart, pinning him in place so he can't move. Bill is effortlessly strong. You've never understood this business, Kojima. You're too soft. Prepare to meet your god. I am god! Unable to move, Nikolai throws the bowl of Cool Ranch Dorito chip crumbs at Bill's face, burning his eyes through the ski mask holes. Regaining balance, Bill taps Nikolai's bottle of Smirnoff ice with the blunt of his dagger, causing it to erupt all over Nikolai's face, (laughs) stinging his eyes to the point of immediate, irrevocable blindness. Get iced. Permanent blindness isn't enough for Nikolai's deep betrayal, so Bill takes the dagger, raises it high above his head, and plunges it deep into Nikolai's chest, right through the picture. Blood oozes everywhere, thick like molasses, volatile like gasoline, dripping onto the files. Bill knows he has about two minutes to escape before Nikolai's Google Watch will alert his security team that his pulse has stopped. On his way out, he turns on the gas in the kitchen, puts the dagger between his teeth, and rappels down to the garage, where he lands on the ground next to Chip, who fell asleep in the Tesla. M- M- Mr. Kojima, is that you? Mr. Xavier, it's been a long time. Unfortunately, I've overstayed my welcome and need to go. Right now. You killed the bastard, didn't you? Bill is surprised at his candor and nods, looking for an exit. Well, I was relieved of my duties earlier today, anyway, and... Could drive you if you needed to go somewhere, sir. Thanks, old friend. Let's blow this place. (laughs) Bill enters the passenger seat of the Tesla as Chip quickly slides into the driver's seat. They speed away down the driveway towards the city when they hear police sirens and a helicopter nearby. Two minutes on the dot. Chip shifts into an urgency that he hasn't tapped into since his days in the Monaco Grand Prix. But that's long in the past. Now he's taking continuing education classes in cartography. (laughs) Exterior, Beverly Hills, getaway sequence. An unmarked white van comes barreling into view with two bulky security guards eyeing the Tesla trying to gain on them. The guard in the passenger seat starts shooting at the back window of the Tesla, but Nikolai sprang for custom bulletproof upgrades and the bullets ricochet back into their van windshield, breaking it wide open. It's important to note that at this point, the movie's musical score is a cacophony of saxophone solos, synthesizers, and Caribbean steel drums. Hell yeah. Think Mannheim Steamroller meets Phil Collins with a dash of Baja Marimba Band. (laughs) Chip works with the narrow, twisting roads with a cool effortlessness. Out of nowhere, two squad cars blaze through a back alley, nearly colliding with a Tesla before slamming on the brakes. Whoa, watch it. Chip smirks and starts spinning the car to create a dust cloud of confusion. Meanwhile, Bill fashions Molotov cocktails with smeared on vodka bottles from under the seat, hurling them out the window at the other cars, instantly causing them to explode into a huge ball of fire. Great shot, sir! That worked out better than I thought. I only wish I could have finished the bastard myself for all the hell he's put me through over the years. Today's your lucky day, Chip. Bill pulls a compact rocket launcher from his duffel and hands it to Chip. Chip cackles like an old prospector. 
and gleefully, as if he has done this a hundred times before, points and shoots it at Nikolai's glass mansion, causing a massive explosion due to the earlier gas leak. The explosion and accompanying shockwave catch up to them, hurling the Tesla into the air, a chrome sleigh flying through the night sky. Ho, 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 motherfucker. The glass shards of the mansion rain over the Tesla. Nikolai's bloody, soot-colored heart flies through the air with bits of glass and Cool Ranch Doritos sticking out of it. The organ splats against our screen and we see the movie title, Crusader Remastered, before the heart goes up in flames. Fade to black. It was all a cold open. (laughs) (laughs) Interior, Nikolai's Tesla, flashback sequence. Bill and Chip escape the security guards for now and make it onto the highway. Bill explains the following to Chip via flashback. So where have you been, Mr. Kojima? That's a long question. Appears to me like we've got some time to kill. Five years ago, we released Crusader, the first VR live-action RPG with hyper-realistic violence. But that's not the game I created. I brought them my story about a hero experience to the Crusader, a mass champion of justice giving voice to the voiceless. But the others wanted something more nefarious. Violence for the sake of violence. I feared how this would affect a ethnically ethnic <laughs> I feared how this would affect an ethically crumbling society. We've already seen how violent video games can lead to aggressive behaviors in adolescence. But I chose to remain silent and didn't stop them, instead toiling in my garage day and night for years. I made Crusader believable, so believable that VR, the VR world bled into my own life, just as I feared. When I went to destroy the game, they sent a merc, Maurice, to kill me. I went into hiding, hoping to put all this behind us. Until a week ago, I heard, when I heard about the press release for Crusader Remastered. And the remastered game will be... A bloodbath. They created a wrath mode where you're incentivized to sow chaos and kill mercilessly. They took my Crusader, my story... My life's work made a perversion of it. Then they tried to kill me. Just like Crusader, they need to be stopped, Bill. I know. I won't rest until I take them out one by one. But I'm going to need some equipment. Do you know where the Sentry Mall is in L.A.? The one you kids used to go back in the day? (laughs) That's the one. I need to see Auntie Anne about the pickup. Chip plugs the address into the GPS. They'll be there in 20. Kismet. Exterior, L.A., outside Sentry Mall, current time. Chip drives Bill to the Sentry Mall to find his sponsor, Auntie Anne, and to gear up. As they enter the parking lot, we see the white van from earlier approach, searching for them. Chip realizes they've been tracking them through the GPS. Go, Bill. Gear up and finish them. I'll lose them at the pier. It's too dangerous to go alone, Chip. I used to be a double zero, sir. This is old hat. Hold on, what? (laughs) There's no time to explain. Go! Long live Crusader! Tally ho! (laughs) Chip leaves in a flourish. (laughs) Thanks, Chip. Chip leaves in a flourish, and Bill enters Century Mall making a beeline for Auntie Anne's. Before the first Crusader came out, the crew would meet at Auntie Anne's for pretzels. Anne was also the owner of the Sharper Image next door, an arms dealer that Bill met by accident, who helped design the Crusader's weapons in the game. Interior, L.A., Century Mall Food Court. Bill sees Auntie Anne, 60s, grizzled but bubbly, someone who gleefully delights in explosions like a child delights in puppies and rainbows, slinging pretzels. Coincidentally, that's her actual name, too. Oh, Bill, you old S.O.B. I wondered what I might, when I might see you. 
Hey, Auntie. It's been a long time, but I need your help. Ask and you shall receive. Follow me into my office. Auntie Anne ushers Bill in uh, behind the counter, opening a trap door underneath the soda machine. It leads to a passageway behind the sharper image. We see see a door with different employee of the month signs and inspirational pretzel posters. She moves a business license, revealing a retina scan. She scans her wizened but gleeful eyes, and the steel door opens to reveal a small warehouse warehouse of not just guns, but chainmail armor, gold-hilted katanas, and boatloads of explosions. Whee! Hello, my darlings! Who wants to go with Mr. Bill? You've done right by me since I've known you, kid. Take what you need. Is this... This is the original sword from the game. And you kept this after all this time. Woo, yeah, that's worth a shit ton! See that? (laughs) That's 17 different blood types coloring the hilt. It was voluntary, don't worry. Mostly. (laughs) During the gear... (laughs) During the gear-up sequence, the resilient saxophone score returns, and we see Bill donning his crusader outfit. White chest armor with a black cross in the middle and a bulletproof mask that's sleek black with a gold trim. He finds a purple cape hanging on a mannequin and looks back at Auntie Anne, who's nodding excitedly with two thumbs up. At this point, there's a ruckus outside in Auntie Anne's shop. The goon squad has found them, and it's time to GTFO. Auntie Anne motions for him to leave out the back into the loading dock. Go, Bill. Take my pretzel van. It'll serve you well. As you have all of us. Make me proud, kid. (laughs) Bill nods gratefully and turns to go, but Auntie Anne stops him. Oh, and Kojima, don't forget your punch card. (laughs) Auntie Anne gives him a sharper image punch card with her face grinning on it. He's completed the card, which qualifies him for one item from the boom and doom category. (laughs) (laughs) What a gem. She darts through the passageway back to the shop to make a distraction. Gunfire ensues. Shit! Shit, Mama's been hit! I won't go down alone! Annie's got a grenade! Uh, (laughs) Auntie Anne shrieks joyously, throwing grenades and spraying kosher salt from under the counter at the mercs, paralyzing them. She slouches behind the counter, breathless, but grinning like a madwoman. You're one in a million, Auntie Anne. Exterior, L.A., Century Mall loading dock, escape scene. Bill leaves out the back to the loading dock, spotting two tanker trucks full of Taco Bell Baja Blast soda. <laughs> Inspired, he's... T- <laughs> oh God, shut up, you guys! Oh, inspired, he straps a fuck ton of explosives to them and takes the detonator into Auntie Anne's pretzel van. He turns on the radio and Phil Collins in the air tonight comes on right at the drum break. <laughs> <laughs> Bill peels out of the loading dock and makes a break for the highway, somehow hearing Auntie Anne cackling in the distance. He activates the detonator and the Baja Blast taker trucks explode violently, blowing up the wing of the Century Mall. The sticky blue nectar of the gods rains everywhere. Only the mercs get hit and the rest of the crowd go wild with excitement. It's a chaotic good day for capitalism. (laughs) Bill looks to the road. Pretzel van chugging along in delight. He takes a fresh pretzel from the back and sops up some Baja Blast from the windshield before taking an exasperated but ecstatic bite. Victory tastes both sweet and salty. I'm coming for you, Dorsley. Fade into black. (laughs) Wow. Fantastic. I did did not know I was in a Mallrats meets John Wick. (laughs) 
I'm glad you created two very charming older characters just for yourself that you killed off in your scene. <laughs> we, well, we don't know that they died. Wow. Oh, you're right. You're right. right. There's, right. A, whole, there's right. a whole you're right. other 80 pages, hypothetically. <laughs> that, that, that she did not tell us about. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to include more ages in movie industry. You're right. That's fair. You're right. Well, in, the, in my scene, all the characters are 75. Oh. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> That's what they sound like, Philip. And our next script is written by Laura Petro. Thanks so much, Lauren. Um, author's note for mine, I made uh, Bill and the Crusader more of like a mystery Jason Voorhees type for like middle of the movie. I, I, I so there's going to be some, there's going to be some just like just d- differences. I love it. Uh, and, and how he acts and is portrayed. Um, and he has no lines in mind because he's a very ominous character. He, he, he gets his armor and he gets really shy. Yeah. <laughs> he's intently focused. He's coming yeah. out from the Baja Blast. Or, or, or uh, the, the the helmet's really thick, and, yeah. and he's saying stuff all the time. But we just don't can't... Remember. But anyway, I digress. Here we go. Interior, Mayari Tower, private dining room, evening. An unknowing and well-dressed host of the elite restaurant leads the party from their cocktail hour into the private dining area. Unbeknownst to him and the attendees, the dining room was the last setting of revenge murder enacted upon by the Crusader, a mysterious figure that seems to have come to life from the popular video game. The party chitter-chatters behind the host. His eyes widen when we, uh, he sees what's truly awaiting in the dining room. Uh, the three lawyers who have been helping keep the rights of the stolen game to the uh, to Edison Games have been destroyed along with the entire room. The long oak table has axe marks all over it. The bottom half of one of the lawyers serves as a centerpiece. Um, another lawyer's body is entwined with the ornate chandelier. <laughs> and the final lawyer sits at the head of the table, arrows through his head. <laughs> Everyone soon has noticed this horrific scene in front of them. One person screams. Exterior, Mayari Tower, same. The Crusader, his reflective black mask with gold trim showing nothing. Uh, His purple cape billowing in the evening wind walks calmly away from the buildings. In the distance, we hear police sirens. Interior, Edison Games, Ben Dorsley's office a few days later. Ben Dorsley, the head of Edison Video Games and the ringleader in stealing the Crusader game, sits at his desk. He's reading a newspaper. I picture he's the type of guy who still reads newspapers. The headline (laughs) reads, Three Lawyers Dead at Maori Tower. Uh, Whitney Silencio, a once girlfriend of Ben and on-again, off-again girlfriend of um, Ben, sorry, Bill and Ben, uh, bursts into the office, quickly shutting and locking the door behind her. She wears all black. The least you could have done was make an appearance. Hmm? Whitney rips the paper out of his hand and shoves the headline in his face. This. They're funerals. Oh, shit. Was that today? You've got to be kidding me. Ben, there is now four people we know dead. It's okay, Whit. I sent the family's flowers. Ben starts to go back to his newspaper. Whitney tears it from him again. Are you really just lackadaisical about all of this? People die, Whitney. Not like this. People don't get bludgeoned in their homes or at private dinner parties. Their bodies entwined from chandeliers. Ben, don't you think it's a little off that four people we have worked with have died mysteriously over the past couple weeks? Honestly, not really. And I have the security team just in case. For fuck's sake. Weird coincidences happen all the time. Yes, these are all tragedies, but I find it hard to believe that any of these events are related. Nikolai was probably doing some bad investments, and the lawyers at the Partridge Group are known for getting mixed in with high-end crooked cases. When you mess with the wrong people, you live with the consequences. Is that heartlessness of me to say? Probably, but it's also true. When he just stands there looking at Ben, Ben finally really looks at her. We notice how disheveled and anxious she really seems. Whitney. I don't want this to sound harsh, but you look awful. (sighs) 
There is something going on. There are these Reddit threads, and these true crime people are analyzing all of these murders, saying that everyone is dying via weapons that are only available in the Crusader video game. You've got to be kidding me. Whitney breathes a sigh of relief that Ben finally seems to be coming around to her side. If if people are somehow trying to link these events to the Crusader game, we're going to start being looked at as suspects. We don't need any bad press right now. Ben reaches for his phone and starts dialing. Who are you calling? PR. I want them to get ahead of this. A few knocks at the door. Whitney jumps. Ben pays no attention. Could you, could you get that? Whitney goes to the door, unlocks it, and opens it. An intern stands there holding a plain, nondescript box. This just showed up. It's for both of you? Thanks. Whitney takes the box and goes back into the office. Something about, uh, even this feels weird to her. What is it? It's for us. Yeah, but what is it? I don't know. I haven't opened it yet. Well... Why don't you? I'm working on it! Whitney sets uh, the box on the desk. Ben stands up as she opens it. Uh, They both look a little bit confused. Inside the box is a photo of uh, the Crusader Original Four from college. The one that was stabbed into Nikolai in the murder from the beginning of the movie, or maybe just in his apartment, depending on what Lauren wrote. Uh, Except (laughs) the difference is Nikolai has been ripped out of it. Okay. That's not good. A beat. Uh, interior Comic-Con later. The con is buzzing with people in cosplay and just normal t-shirts and jeans. Everyone is super excited to be there. The camera tracks down one of the lines for a booth and falls on Peter Locke signing Crusader images. He is the first of now many designers at Edison Video Games and most widely known for his work in designing Crusader, the main issue being that Crusader was not his work alone. Peter is unassuming, smiley even, seems to be not bothered by any of the events that have been happening. Uh, Despite his cheery demeanor, there is two serious security guards on either side of the table. He adjusts his glasses and greets the next person coming up to him, who is also cosplaying as uh, Tails from the Sonic games. Hey, how are you? Oh my god, I can't believe I'm actually meeting Peter Locke! (laughs) Well, believe it. Who can I make this out to? Oh, I was actually hoping I could just ask you a few questions. I'm sorry. I can't really talk a ton right now, but you should come to the Violet Q&A later at the Yellow Stage at 4 p.m. I'll be talking all about my work on the remastered game there and judging the costume contest. Totally (laughs) cool. Thanks. Tail walks off holding the signed poster. The next person, dressed in just normal clothes, runs up. Dude, you gotta talk about the murders at the Q&A. Peter's look immediately wavers. He's now visibly uncomfortable leaning back in his chair. (laughs) I don't know what you're talking about, my guy. Oh, come on, man. Give the people what they want. One of the security guards quickly intervenes and intercepts the fan, carrying him away. The fan keeps yelling as he is whisked off. The Crusader lives! The Crusader lives! (laughs) We hear the fan maniacally laughing as his audio starts to fade away. A few other people witnessing just laugh. A fun story that they've all been reading about, but the severity of it all is now very clearly wearing on Peter. He coughs a little bit and takes a sip of water before retrieving a I'll be back sign that he sets up and starts standing up. The next people in line start to groan. Little beads of sweat line Peter's forehead, now more anxious as he turns back to face the group. I'm really sorry. I just taking a quick break before the Q&A. 4 p.m. Don't forget. Peter knocks the table with his leg as he gets out from behind it. The security guards follow him. 
Are you all right, sir? Uh, yeah, yeah. I just need some air. I'm, I'm just going to walk around for a bit. You guys can uh, take a break. The security guards nod and head off. Peter looks around at the hustle and bustle of the con. Everything suddenly feels extremely crowded and there's way too many people here. Uh, he quickly makes his way down another aisle of booths and suddenly there's a lot, like a lot of people dressed as the Crusader. Some carry weapons featured in the game and this sends Peter into a, more of a panic as more and more Crusaders are just passing through this area. Uh, he he maybe or maybe doesn't notice the sign that says Crusader Costume Contest sign up. Uh, but he does see an authorized personnel door off to the side on one of the blue curtained walls and makes his way over to there. He quickly flashes his con badge to the person guarding the door and makes his way inside. Interior backstage at Comic-Con, same continuous. Uh, this particular back hallway is very narrow and dimly lit and leads out a labyrinth of other hallways and rooms. A few people are chatting as they make their way from one area to the other into one of the green rooms, etc. Peter squats up against the wall, breathing heavily, trying to just calm himself down. Another person comes in through the door and looks at Peter, visibly concerned. I'm fine. I just... Did a, did a workout before, on my lunch break. The person nods and carries on in whichever direction they were initially going. Peter finally stands up straight, breathing much more normally now. Uh, suddenly the air changes. The light chatter in the back area has dissipated completely and Peter's now alone in this very small, tight hallway. He looks down it from both ends and enters in a green room on the side. The green room is also empty, but more lit than the hallway. There's a few couches and some water bottles, snacks. Uh, Peter immediately goes for one of the water bottles, opens it, and pours some on his hand so he can just pat his face with it. Ooh, get it together, Locke. What's gotten into you? Peter breathes a sigh of relief and just sits down. Uh, the moment uh, he hits the cushion, the lights go out completely. Peter jumps. Nope, nope, didn't like this one bit. He immediately jolts up and makes his way back out the green room door into the hallway he was initially in. As he's making his way down it, the lights also go out. Getting more nervous, he takes a sharp turn down another hallway, and then as he makes his way down there, the lights go out again in this hallway. Uh, he takes another turn, so on and so forth, getting more and more turned around. He winds up in a wider hallway. This one's brighter, the brightest one we've seen so far, except now there are a lot of different crusaders. All are walking and milling about again. They all don't seem to pay any attention to Peter. Peter anxiously backs up into a wall, up against a door frame, and the door opens behind him. There you are. Peter screams. Uh, when he turns, it's just a Comic-Con worker, smiling at him in a black t-shirt and holding a clipboard. Oh, we've been looking all over for you. The Q&A and contest are about to start. Peter doesn't respond. Are you okay, Mr. Locke? Can I get you a water or something? Oh, good. I'm just, just a little nervous, I guess. Oh, I get that. The Crusader contest entries are super legit, right? Follow me. Peter shakes his head yes and does as he's told. Back in the hallway, all the Crusaders are gone now. Down another labyrinth of hallways, they wind up behind a blue curtain and a small table sitting area setting that will be revealed as the stage once that curtain parts. All right, here we are. If you need anything, just holler for any of us, okay? Shh. Sure thing. Uh, the assistant's walkie-talkie beeps and they yell something into it before disappearing back into the backstage area. Peter seems to have regained all of his composure as he waits in silence for something to start. But soon something starts to feel off again and then he turns and a tall figure is standing right behind him. Um, the Crusader. Peter looks startled as he takes note of his reflection in the Crusader's signature black mask with the gold trim. But just as quickly he starts to smile. Hey, man, that's a stellar costume you got there. 
<laughs> I guess you're going to win the... Cutting Peter off is the Crusader's comically large gold and red saber that plunges through Peter's torso. Blood pours from his body and his mouth as the life quickly drains out from him. The Crusader then slowly moves the weapon upward, cutting Peter in half. Cut two. We now see the stage Fuck from the yeah. audience's perspective. A bunch of attendees now eagerly awaiting. Everyone, if you could please put your hands together for Edison Games designer and official artist on the Crusader Games, Peter Wall. A roaring applause as the curtain parts, followed by immediately ga- immediate gasps and screams as Peter's sliced body is now sitting in the chair on the stage. Yeah! <laughs> Exterior, Peter's funeral outdoors a few days later. We see the typical things you'd expect in a movie funeral. A group of people wearing all black in front of a closed casket, lots of flowers, and a framed picture of Peter. A eulogy is being delivered, but we only faintly hear that in the background. Instead, we focus on Whitney, who stands near the front, arms crossed. She looks tired and sad. Ben enters and stands next to her. His security team stands off to the side. A beat. How nice of you to show up. I don't get it. He had security with him. This shouldn't have happened. Whitney glares at him. None of this should have happened. Is that what you want to hear? It's a start. You and I need to talk after this. There's something I need to show you. Whitney nods and they both turn their attention back to the eulogy. What am I going to do? I don't know. I didn't get that far. (laughs) Comic-Con. More like it's Comic-Con. More murder, please. More murder, please. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Murder, please. Murder, please. That's what this movie should have been called. <laughs> murder, <Should've> please. Been. <laughs> the sequel is just murder, please. <laughs> Crusader Master Remaster 2, murder, please. <laughs> okay, we'll put a pin in that because that's a great idea. That's a great idea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, are you ready? Yeah. Okay. And our final script this evening uh, is by Hobart Thompson. Hey, Hobart, would you hey, take it away? Thank you. You're yes. Uh, uh, I guess, yeah, I, I also went with a more Jason Voorhees take on the Crusader. <laughs> also, I gave him like very traditional medieval weapons that you're going to see displayed. So, <clears throat> exterior Edison Software HQ Knight. The lights are still mostly on at the size of Edison Software HQ uh, so- Edison Software HQ building, a medium tall but very futuristic building with a cool crescent of metal framework around its top, a helipad at its center. Like it's wearing a big mesh fortune cookie as a hat. Uh, a smaller <laughs> glass version of the structure makes up the roof of an expansive lobby leading into the building. Uh, the building looks vacant of workers. There's black-clad guards everywhere as we get closer. Mercenary bodyguards from Blackhorn Security. A grizzled guard with a big operator beard uh, checks in on a walkie-talkie. All clear down here. There's a grunt of confirmation on the other end, and the guard continues his patrol. Suddenly, a whirling flash of metal spins into view as the guard is hit by a throwing axe with a wide, almost circular double blade. One of the falconer axes, as seen in the Crusader video game. In the ha- in the game, these twin throwing axes teleport back to the hands of the Crusader after being thrown. But in this non-magical reality, the axe just buries itself about four inches into the oh guard's God. head, and he topples over dead. A pair of ironclad boots step into frame. The Crusader, 40s, a former game designer, Bill Kojima, turned silent vengeance machine. Interior Edison Software Boardroom, 1999 day. 
In the boardroom of the old, far less impressive 90s-era offices of Edison Software, Bill Kojima, 30s, a brilliant but naive game designer, stands at the head of a long boardroom table, making a pitch to Ben Dorsley, 30s, Bill's supposed best friend and founder of Edison Software, and Nikolai Smirnov, 30s, a very 90s-era Euro trash type, <laughs> a wealthy investor who made Edison possible. Uh, he's illuminated by the light of a projector, examples of the art and graphics for the upcoming Crusader game behind him. Bill adjusts his glasses. He's a shy person usually, but when he gets fired up about talking about his dream of finishing Crusader, he summons a rare jolt of charisma. I don't want this to be... I don't want this game to be just a hack and slash. I want it to surprise the player. Surprise? With what they can do. We're, we're far beyond push a button to swing a sword. I want the player to be able to use the environment... To, to be able to create their own tactics, not just to be told how to play the game, but to figure out how they want to play it. Montage, Assault on Edison Software Night. As Bill continues to pitch his dream of a 100% interactive action-adventure game, the Crusader begins his attack on the building, Edison HQ. We slowly rise up the exterior of the building. We see the Crusader carving a path of violence through each floor, as if the movie has suddenly become gameplay footage of a very murdery side-scrolling platformer. <laughs> as he takes out the Blackhorn guards, he uses the mix of his medieval weaponry and the chairs, desks, and items found around the offices on each floor. Each floor of this battle, each floor of this battle scene should uh, have a different challenge. We get to see this uh, crusader overcome. A floor where a team of guards has created a barricade of desks and is ready to open fire with behind heavy cover. A uh, well armored pair of guards with grenade launchers. A team of blade wielding ninjas, etc. There's no right or wrong to tackle the challenges worth throw at the player, but using what they've learned and what they can imagine, they'll never have the same experience twice. The Crusader cuts through the swaths of guards, deploying a rolling iron ball, the Buccaneer's bomb from the game, that detonates <laughs> under the barricades. Now the Crusader is dodging the concussive blast of the grenaders before leaping out from behind a desk, a small arm-bound slingshot, the rogue sling, from the game, at the ready. A well-aimed iron ball shatters the lens of the guards' protective goggles, and before the second one can, uh, can react, a second shot hits them in the same weak point. Finally, the Crusader faces off against the ninjas, first with a collapsible bow staff that appears in his hand, the mighty monk staff from the game, and then with two wrist-mounted blades, the assassin blades from the game, after he is briefly disarmed. This whole time, the Crusader is taking a lot of hits, but seems unfazed, focused, even indestructible. As the final guard falls to the ground, they look up at the black circle of metal that makes up where the, cru where the Crusader's face should be. The guard looks panicked. Interior Edison Software Boardroom, 1999, Day. Back in the boardroom in the past, Bill is now showing a screenshot of the Crusader standing over a downed foe, his signature broadsword in hand. The ability to interact creates a sense of realism and possibility. The realism and possibility cre creates a desire to play and replay. Playing and replaying is how the player of the game realizes the ultimate goal of this game. It's not just about revenge. It's about forgiveness. After unlocking all the powers of the Crusader, you become virtually unstoppable. The game looks less fun by design. Do you continue to lay waste to your foes or show them mercy? Forgive them for what they've done. Help the Crusader move on from what Duke Mortis did to him. Interior, hallway somewhere in Edison Software Night. The Crusader stands over the guard. It's hard to tell what they are thinking under the armor. Interior, Edison Software, boardroom, 1999, day. 
Bill has finished his presentation and is excitedly exiting the boardroom, his arms filled with binders and rolled up posters, the final elements of his big pitch for his dream game. Nikolai and Ben remain in the boardroom. I hope you're ready to be richer than you've ever thought you could be, Nicky boy. I am impressed. He is so cute when he's all fired up. What do you think, though? Is this real or is he bullshitting me? Look, man, we're not bullshitting you. But at the same time, just because we can doesn't mean we have to. We're obviously not going to make a game where every fucking blade of grass is part of the gameplay. Bill's a dreamer. He doesn't know about how these things really work. What about the whole keep playing the game over and over again until you learn mercy thing? It's lame. It's gone. Don't worry about it. Interior. Hallway somewhere in Edison Software. Night. The Crusader looks down at the wounded guard. Mercy is not a part of this game. In one smooth motion, he draws a huge broadsword from a scabbard on his back and slices the neck of the guard, who gurgles softly before dying. The Crusader turns his attention to the bank of elevators. Interior, Ben Dorsley's office, night. Inside the massive, top-floor offices of CEO Ben Dorsley, Ben nervously paces around the room while Whitney, 40s, vice president of Edison Software, at one time she was Bill's fiance, sits at Ben's unnecessary large, ornate desk. The whole room has an evil layer energy with gold uh, suits of uh, crusader armor and portraits of the game's famous castle settings, a gaudy monument to the game Ben stole. The tough-looking, a tough-looking mercenary, Maurice, thirties, a macho soldier of fortune who bears a perfect resemblance to the game's villain, Duke Mortis, enters the office grimly. All right, we're getting you two out of here right now. Ben halts his pacing, looking panicked. Did you get him? No, he's still somewhere in the building, and he's close. There's a chopper touching down in five. I want you two on it. Jesus Christ, what am I paying you people for? Look. I'm going to get you out of here, okay? I've lost most of my team tonight. What the hell is that thing? Whitney gets up. Keen eyes might have noticed that she's grabbed a dagger-shaped letter opener from the desk. She looks almost resigned to her fate. That's Bill. He'll be here soon. He knows where to go. Ben looks panicked again as they're shepherded out of the office by Maurice and his men. Interior hallway office at a bit... Uh, Interior, hallway outside Ben's office, night. They exit the office into the hallway, crowded with the remaining Blackhorn guards. These mercs are well-armed, armored, and have grizzled looks that say, we're the toughest fuckers in this company. As they cross the hallway to the roof, access stairs and elevator dings. The mercs rush to surround the door before, open it, before it opens. The door opens and several guards open fire into the interior. Maurice rushes Ben and Whitney to the stairs. Hold up, I don't see anyone! The... <laughs> guys come on sorry wait for me wait for me (laughs) the second (laughs) sassy merc number two I'm a mercenary I'm a mercenary boy yeah I love the three minute dance break you wrote (laughs) yeah 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 the true ball gets together they they win him over with a show The second, a second elevator dings, and the door opens and the guards move to turn to a new potential threat. They really shouldn't have bunched up by the door. The crusader exits the elevator, his purple cape swirling behind him, and swings his broadsword in a wide arc around him. At least five heads hit the floor as the closest guards are caught unaware. The rest turn and open fire, but whatever the crusader is made out of, bullets easily ricochet off him, and several guards are hit by their comrades or even their own gunfire. The crusader buries his sword into the torso of a guard and extends his assassin blades again and quickly dispatches the rest of the squad. God damn. 
<laughs> Exterior, the roof of Edison Software Night. Ben and Whitney are standing in the middle of the, uh, the rooftop. Behind them, the metal webbing of the crescent-shaped structure looms behind them. Up close, you can see that it's made of... A, that this architectural feature is made of sort of a metal scaffolding. Uh, nearby is some construction equipment, more pipes, tools, etc. Overhead, a helicopter is hovering in position. Uh, the door back into the building smashes open as the Crusader bursts into the, onto the roof, his broadsword and metal mask glinting in the scanning spotlights of the helicopter. Two ropes with harnesses and the end of them drop down, landing near Ben and Whitney. Bill! Bill, if that's you in there, don't come any closer. We're leaving. You, you made your point, okay? What, what do you want, money? We thought you were dead. If we didn't know you were doing a, a, if you known you were doing so bad, we would have helped you. The Crusader walks toward Ben, but is stopped by Maurice, who rushes in and smashes him in the side with a sledgehammer. The Crusader hits the ground, struggling to get to his feet as Maurice hits him again, swinging the hammer into his ribs like he's swinging a golf club. Fucking armored freak! The Crusader struggles to get up. We briefly see his point of view. Maurice is no longer a merc in dark clothes and a Kevlar vest. He's Duke Mortis, an evil warlord in black armor wielding his signature war hammer. As seen in the game. This ends right (laughs) here, Crusader. Maurice rushes forward and the Crusader dodges, getting to his feet in time to once again get smacked in the chest with the hammer. Uh, He stumbles back and seems pretty hurt, but he keeps backing toward Ben and Whitney, unable to fully get his sword arm up. Maurice swings up the hammer again and he's really good at this, and hits the Crusader right in the head. He goes down hard, and we can see a large break in the mask. Through it, one glistening eye can be seen, tearing up in rage, sadness, or the sheer will of effort. I knew there was someone in there. He goes to raise the hammer, but the Crusader is up with astonishing speed, one assassin blade at the ready in one hand, and a carabiner from the helicopter's harness in the other. He stabs the blade in the Marisa's chest and hooks the carabiner to his vest. The Crusader pulls pulls out the blade and turns, holding one of his gauntleted hands up and bringing the other hand, holding a matched whip with the other. The gauntlet, uh, uh, from the gauntlet, a small metal rocket emerges. <laughs> and the Crusader strikes a match on his gauntlet, lighting a fuse on his final hidden weapon, the Alchemist rocket, as seen in the game. <laughs> the device jets off toward the helicopter and hits uh, the router, uh, the rotors, <laughs> routers, the rotors, exploding in a ball of green fire. The helicopter veers away from the blast, crashing off the side of the building. As it vanishes off the edge, the rope attaching Maurice goes taut over the scaffolding. The Yankee him forward and into the metal framing of the building's cool hat. Uh, Maurice is ping-ponged and smashed through the structure before being flung up and out into the night sky like the fucked up trebuchet. (laughs) Ben and Whitney stand, frozen in terror, looking at the Crusader, victorious over his old foe, Duke Mortis. Holy shit! The Crusader turns to them slowly, like a Terminator or a Voorhees. Ben puts his hands up. Hold on, Bill. Let's talk through this, okay? What the fuck is wrong with you, man? The Crusader doesn't walk uh, doesn't walk toward them, but instead over to a grab a length of pipe from the construction of the mesh dome. Boy, I wish I was better at architectural terms. <laughs> I'm sure there's a term for this type of thing that I'm not aware of. Uh, the Crusader tosses the uh, the pipe over to Ben. It clangs at his feet. Uh, yeah, this is what you fucking want. What to fight me? The silent Crusader nods slowly, one eye still occasionally visible through the helmet. Ben grabs the pipe. Okay, asshole. Let's go. We were fucking right to cut you out. I always knew you were going to crack up one day. We all could see it. Ben runs forward, and either we established Ben was one of those tech bros who takes a lot of martial ass... 
Ben runs forward, and either we've established that Ben was one of those tech bros who takes a lot of martial arts class, uh, lessons to feel tough, or he's just summoned some kind of last-ditch <laughs> madness. But he's holding his own in this fight. Ben hits the Crusader in the head with the pipe and several more times across the back before he's able to regain his stance. As the Crusader recovers, Ben is able to kick him hard in the chest, sending him tumbling back toward the edge of the roof. You killed all those people, Bill, but you're still afraid of me, aren't you? You know I won! This might have been the wrong thing to say, as the Crusader is suddenly back to being an unstoppable killing machine that he was before. Ben swings the pipe again, and the Crusader catches it with a sword, pushing Ben back and then rushing forward to attack. As he stumbles back from the blow, Ben comes uh, to face Whitney as the Crusader swings his blade, cutting Ben in half vertically. (laughs) But not hot dog style. He cuts him in half hamburger style, which is much higher. So we're not talking like oh, I know. Uh, eyes through the nose. We're talking ears down. Like, ears to hips. <laughs> ears to hips. Yeah. Uh, more impressive. Both visually uh, and physically. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the front half of Ben falls off of the blade as Whitney looks on screaming. It's gnarly as hell. The crusader turns his attention to Whitney. He quick, uh, she quickly stops screaming as she sees him coming, holding up her hands to stop him. Bill, I I know that's you in there. Bill, please, you don't want to kill me. I I don't know what you did to yourself, but please. Please, Bill, have some mercy. Inside the mask, you maybe see a tear drop from one of the visible eyes. The crusader looks at his final victim, both ready to strike and also not at all. Whitney sees this and the letter opener emerging from her sleeve as she runs forward to his attack, burying it in the gap between the crusader's shoulder and neck armor. He tumbles back, spinning around, trying to grab the letter opener with one of his free swordless hands, uh, with his only free swordless hand. Uh, Whitney walks forward, following him to the edge of the building. Bill, it was me. I was the one who convinced Ben and Nikolai to cut you out. I had to. I loved your idea, Bill. Crusader is your masterpiece, but it was never going to work with you. Look around you. We built an empire out of your idea. We're all rich because of your idea. But it never would have happened if you'd kept obsessing over every detail. You were ruining us because you can't let anything go. Look what you've done. And that's why I have to do this. Once again, I'm the only person who can save what you built. Whitney runs for the Crusader and pushes him hard. As he's shoved back, he manages to swing his sword, slicing Whitney across the stomach. He falls back and over the edge of the building. We see him fall ten stories, crashing through the glass structure, similar in design to the metal one at the top, almost haystack-like in its dome shape. Whitney looks over down over the edge at the body far below. We see the Crusader splayed out on his back on the floor. His sword is landed on his chest like the tomb of a knight of yore. Whitney clutches her wound and heads to the stairs. She's alive. Montage. Whitney escapes. Whitney makes her way past the bodies on the next floor into the two elevators, choosing the one not riddled with bullets and heading down to the lobby. She emerges from the elevators into a scene of chaos as paramedics and cops rush into the building, running to various downed bodies around the lobby. All of them uh, is uh, around. All around them is the broken glass from the recently smashed dome. Paramedics see Whitney and rush to her. As she sees them, she collapses. Interior ambulance night. Whitney comes to in the back of an ambulance. The paramedic is tending to her, talking to the driver as they work. Fucking crazy back there. What the fuck was that? Well, the cops were saying one guy did all that. 
Whitney struggles against her restraints. Did they find him? Whoa, she's awake. Hey, j- just keep calm, man. I-, I-, I got you, okay? Did they find him? The-, the guy who did all that? No, but they're still looking. Whitney looks very worried, but still certain she's secure. Suddenly, the ambulance screeches to a stop. Holy shit, what was the paramedic rushes to the front of the cab to see what the driver is seeing. Whitney starts to panic, struggling harder against her restraints. Let me out! Let me out! The paramedic looks back like he's going to reassure her when there's a sudden lurch as something metal lands on the roof. Whitney's eyes go wide as she looks up. Suddenly, the blade of a very long sword stabs to the roof, right through Whitney's heart. She sees the blade and screams. The end. Oh, wow. Yes. Excellent. <laughs> oh, yes. God damn it. Uh, great movie, Get y'all. Get fucked. Get fucked. Get fucked, Get fucked Crusader style. <laughs> well, that was really fucking fun. Hell yeah. Uh, uh, we want to thank our guest, uh, Lauren, for helping us come up with this idea for a movie. Lauren, is there anything that you want to plug? Um, the outside of uh, helping to run the paper machete tomorrow, tomorrow, it's tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I'm, uh, I'm, uh, being interviewed on behind the scene at uh, color club. Well, yeah. Well, yes. Also, you're the well, pr- a producer for paper machete, which is easily my favorite show in Chicago. Thanks. Albert. <laughs> Go see Lauren at the paper machete. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the crowd goes wild. Every Saturday at 3 PM at the green mill. Yeah. Four, three. Yeah. yeah. If you can get in. Yes, get early. Get there by one thirty if, cool, if you're cool enough. Yes. Wow, damn. Uh, we also want to thank our reader, Chris. Thanks thank for being you. on the show. Oh, my pleasure, as always. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, and and that's gonna be it for this episode. But make sure you're keeping up with us. Please make this on social media at Please Make This on Instagram and on uh, Twitter. TikTok and PMT Podcast on Twitter. Um, and we're also part of the Lincoln Lodge Podcast Network, and that's really cool. But if you finish this podcast and you're like, man, if there's another cool podcast out there that I should listen to, what should it be? Might I recommend Hobart's other podcast, NPC Inc.? Or Laura's, yeah, we read it. And that's going to be it for this episode. Uh, but before we go, we want to remind everybody to please make this!